because you can't trust. And I can't be trusted. I'm Griffin. I'm Molly. And we're going into the Superverse. We're back. And we're talking about the season finale of Loki. Ah, yes. Uh, we're recording this a couple hours after Black Widow. Which, uh, I just need to address something. Um, <laughs> that is me in that um, clip, audio clip. And it is you now. And it's me now, Molly. But I'm under the weather a little bit and have a bit of a sick voice. So if you were confused, as I was going back and editing it, it's me. Not a surprise guest host. <laughs> okay. We are still pretty fresh. Uh... And what, what an ending. But uh, since we left off speaking about episodes three and four last time, we need to address what happened in episode five, titled Journey into Mystery. And it truly was a mystery. That was episode five? Yeah. Oh. So in episode five... We're in the uh, void. We have, yeah, we've gone to the void. The void at the end of time, as they say. The first thing about this is we uh, we see a, a smattering of Easter eggs. Some of which I noticed when we watched, uh, some of which I would never have caught if it wasn't for some very thankful internet comments. Are there any that you picked up on? Um, there's a crocodile. Yes. Or an alligator. Love him. Someone, someone's been a real stickler about it, and now I can't even remember which one it was. I, I picked they, up on that. Yeah. <laughs> I think they say crocodile. I think people call them uh, croaky. So I'll stick oh, with that. Oh, get it? Croaky, yeah. Loki. I get yeah. it. Uh, no, I didn't really pick up on the Easter eggs. They were kind of blinking, you miss it. So there were only two that I noticed. Uh, it's, it appeared to be a giant yellow jacket head, which was a real <laughs> out of left field choice of Easter egg. Um, and I also saw a. Thanos copter in the background somewhere, which implies that there are Thanos variants in the void, which is a terrifying thought. Well, they may not be there anymore. Yeah. Um, did you want to say why you thought that the wasp was it the wasp or yellow jacket? Is that from Ant Man? Yeah, it was on Corey Stoll, the villain yeah. from the first one. I don't know if it has like any bigger meaning than just, like, a fun No, I know, thing, but, but I meant, like, you had a theory about quant- the quantum oh, 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 oh. I was just yeah. trying to give you a segue to Sorry, I forgot about that. Um, yeah, a theory that I have read about, and I guess it's still not totally out the window yet. Um, the, the finale did not say anything one way or another. But a theory was that all of what we have seen so far, the TVA, the... Citadel at the end of time, the void, all of it is inside the quantum realm. Um, because in Ant-Man and the Wasp, you can see a little glimpse of what appears to be like a civilization in the quantum realm. And I mean, it's been a couple of years, but everybody has just been wondering, like, that's, it's a pretty interesting concept because we only know the quantum realm is a place that is pretty dangerous to people and that you want to get out of in a certain amount of time. But could there be people living there? But it is a little bit outside of normal time because Michelle Pfeiffer is, like, 
not that much older yeah. or something. And like years pass in hours. I mean, yeah. there's something there. And the fact that, judging by Kang's casting for Ant-Man 3, it's not uh, outlandish to believe that they might deal a bit more with time travel. What What does his casting have to do? Well, because he's... Like, as we see in the finale of this, he's all about time travel and, like, multiverses. Oh. Like, he's... Not necessarily time travel. I guess not. I mean, the whole TVA is about time travel. But, like... The whole show is about... The character (laughs) Kang is, like, emblematic of the power of time travel. Like, in the comics, he... I think they treat it a little bit differently than what we see in the show, but he harnesses his power by moving back and forth through time and making allies and changing things. So when they announced that Kang would be the villain in that, people are like, something, there's going to be some time shenanigans. Um, and the whole, the movie is called Quantumania. So we'll see. We'll see if they put two and two together. Um, yeah, so what, what were the things the internet saw? Yeah, uh, let's see. Um, there was a... I wrote alligator in my notes. But that I could just be free. You can go either way. <laughs> Someone said it one way or another, because Loki's like, is that an alligator? And then he's like, I'm just going to accept that. Throg in a jar. Throg is Frog Thor. Uh, what? And he was there. You know, I did a little bit of digging on this character, and... I don't even know where to start. Somehow this guy gets turned into a frog, goes to Central Park to join the other frogs, becomes ruler of the frog kingdom, and then earns the power of the frog equivalent of Mjolnir. And I think I I read that there was a cut scene from when Loki was watching his uh, escapades at the TVA of him getting beaten (laughs) by Throg. Not sure if we needed more about that. Um, I did look it up. It is an alligator. Ah, okay. Well, croaky's still better. But uh, you can see here. I see it. Truly, truly a blink and you miss it sort of thing. Uh, I like that they're <laughs> all um, like bow down to the the kid Loki because he killed Thor. I mean, like as a child. It's a it's a hell of a nexus event. And I really want to know more about that. But I will say the most uh, commanding presence on screen here is Richard E. Grant doing classic Loki. I have a question about time. (laughs) Um, How are there different variations of Loki, if they're supposed to be on one timeline, they're not supposed to be on parallels. And in episode six, Lady Loki basically says, like, I've been around for eons before you were even pruned. What I have learned from other people, because I was kind of wondering this myself and giving myself a headache, because I was like, if there's one sacred timeline, shouldn't there just be one version of everybody on that timeline? Um... They kind of framed it as, like, the sacred timeline is, like, a contained multiverse in itself, I guess. So, like, there are these different versions of people, but they're functioning without, like, 
I don't know, bumping into or causing problems for their other selves. Um, so like, I don't know. It's like a, the sacred timeline has a bunch of little sacred timelines in it. And those timelines can all work certain ways without messing up the other ones. Okay. That's kind of what I was... There's a that, lot of Lokis, though. Right. But like I, that way kind of like made it make sense to me. It's like they can exist, but like if they do something that would cause like repercussions, they get pruned. What? Or some of those Lokis are from the same timeline. Yeah. They got pruned and reset. Yeah. So they're like literally the same timeline... But obviously, like, Lady Loki is not. Yeah, like, totally different. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of surprised that they didn't try to clarify it, but, um, yeah, that's that's my understanding. If you have a better idea, please let us know. Um, I was kind of wondering, like, how big the void was. Like, I would guess that there are billions of variants there. I was kind of under the impression that there aren't that many left. Why is that? Because it was like a big deal that all the Lokis were there and they're surviving the void and most people don't survive the void. They get eaten by the... I guess so. But like, yeah, okay, so Elioth comes and gets them. Yeah. But like, I guess it's just always... I'm like wondering, like, I think it's not even something that could be quantified in size, but we see things like the Sphinx is there like, an entire New York City is there. Like, I guess it's just flexible, right? Yeah. Like, it can just go on forever until Elioth eats what it wants to yeah, eat. Yeah, I'm not saying it's small, but I do think that... I think we're being told that, like, it's a big deal to survive yeah. for very long. That's true. That's true. So I guess, like, yeah, most people would get dropped in and then... Like, we instantly. saw the ship, like, immediately. Right, right. Okay, that makes sense. Well, did you have other Easter eggs? Not really. Uh, the only other one that I really noted was the Polybius arcade cabinet in the back, which is like an old creepy pasta slash urban legend about a like mind controlling arcade game. And I, I wonder like what what That's in, like, that the someone, layer. Yeah. Like the <laughs> the the Nexus event was that someone actually created this machine instead of it just being a myth, I guess. Um, I liked that. It just makes it feel a bit more otherworldly um i was just gonna say like in the other storyline in episode five we're getting the ridden slayer and sylvie yeah yeah what i was i was gonna say the hunter b15 stuff yeah well at the at the time i've gotten i've gotten maybe some answers on this but i wasn't sure like what ridden slayer's like end game was because like she's imprisoned B15, and this is after Sylvie has already pruned herself. So I was kind of curious, like, did she know more than she let on? or was I she don't just... think so. Well, yeah, I kind of... After the whole, like, thing with B15, I kind of gathered it, but... But I think she's just trying to maintain her position right. and power. I think it's kind of just, like, she likes the the status quo yeah, to an extent. And would maybe like to know. So, so she, she was can... a principal. Yeah, that makes so much sense. I want to know what uh, her nexus event was. Um. So, yeah, I don't. I don't have too much else about like the non-void stuff. Um. 
I think I did call Sylvie pruning herself. It was pretty obvious. Like, what else was she going to do? Um, it was pretty badass, though. It was. It was a good moment for her. And who does she run into? Mobius? Mobius himself? Mobius back. Driving that uh, pizza delivery car like it's Lightning McQueen. Oh my gosh, what a, what a callback. Um, yeah, great to have him back. Love to see the squad back together. Was really happy that uh, his death was not permanent because that shit was rough. <laughs> um, so it was cool to see them do a little team up. And of course, like Mobius is tough enough to... To survive. Like, yeah, rise above the ranks He's like been that. around. Yeah, he knows the deal. Keeps um, a cool head. He really does. He's the best that the TVA has to offer. And how do they thank him? <sighs> Disgusting treatment. Um, but yeah, so then we gear up for the fight against Elias. Yeah. So, Loki, uh, after an attempted betrayal <laughs> gone wrong, in which, uh, I guess, Crocodile Loki proves his worthiness and bites off President Loki's hand in a real Captain Hook moment. President Loki was really funny. Yeah. I wish we had gotten more of him. I want to know more about his backstory. And the guy that was wearing, like, bicycle handlebars as his uh, horns. They really had fun with the Lokis. Oh, yeah. That was great. I will say, like, I was... I also want to believe that the alligator is not actually a Loki... It's, it's just, just like an there. alligator, and they've adopted him. I really hope so. Like, I I went into this thinking that there would be more, like, escapades with that group of Lokis. And, you know, I wish there was, but I, I think they made a pretty lasting impression in the time that they got. Yeah, I feel like it's more, like, leave it up to the imagination than, like, show you all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the older... Loki really gets his moment to oh, shine. Oh, for sure. He did he did so good. And like his his acting was great and it's like I loved that they explained kind of how he was able to fly under the radar for so long. And that was like the way that he describes tricking Thanos and I kind of tricking the TVA more or less um is like a fan theory that was popular after Infinity War. Which was what? I forget what People that uh, wanted to think Loki survived were like, he created an illusion. Oh, And Thanos killed the illusion. And that's what classic Loki did and then disappeared to an island for like 500 years. Right. So I guess, I I did say just now that he tricked the TVA, but I guess it was probably more of like, he didn't didn't disrupt anything until he threatened to leave. And that would have, because he was just in... Isolation makes right. made me sad. So it was it was cool. He was he truly did have glorious purpose, and he was really good at illusions. Yeah, and we got to see that flex. That was so cool. And Sylvie is like, I think we're, we're I don't know if it's Sylvie or Loki is like, I think we're stronger than we think we are. Yeah. So maybe we'll get to see even more like crazy. Yeah, Sylvie really stepped up her power in episode six. I was like, you didn't have all these powers like ten minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know what that was all about, but yeah, this was this was just a cool, cool episode, and I liked seeing everybody come together, uh, and what a what a tease they left us on with we get our first view of this castle, 
And they have the gall to not do a post-credit scene. After episode four, the post-credit scene. I'm trying to remember um, the nature of the post-credit scenes for the other shows. I know WandaVision only had, like, two. I oh, Fountain and the Winter Soldier. I don't, don't remember. They had a couple, but... Yeah. Um, I'm sure we talked about it at the time. I, I'm sure we did. Uh, so we are we were left to the real tease, which catapults us directly into the finale. Oh, I know one of the ones in Falcon was um, fake Captain America making his own shield. Right, 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 right. I think we missed that when we first watched it too. I don't think so. Well, I think we like we stopped it and then like went to record maybe and then we're like, oh we gotta go watch it. I have a funny note here because in the aftermath of that episode and reading about people's thoughts and having kept up with whatever the prevailing theory was, not only about this, but about the other two Disney Plus shows, I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep my expectations in check regarding how much this show is going to impact anything else. Because there were all these people that said WandaVision was going to be like a direct lead-in to Doctor Strange. That Doctor Strange would have been in it, or it would have introduced like the villain of Doctor Strange... That didn't end up happening. Kind of got a tease, but it was very self-contained. Falcon and the Winter Soldier had a couple things that might come back later, but nothing like that. It was, you know, we're here. So for this one, I was like, you know, people are theorizing Kang because it's the TVA. But I think it's just going to be another Loki. Yeah, I thought it was going to be another Loki or Kevin Feige. Um, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Stephen King writing himself into the Dark Tower moment. Um, But... I I didn't realize that they had already announced a season two for Loki, or maybe they didn't. It was very speculated, not confirmed. Okay, so the other two ended pretty, and we're pretty sure they're not going to get another season, or at least not in the way that this was. They'll probably be in another movie or something like that. So I was kind of thinking that this ending was going to be similar to how those other shows ended, which was like, with a bang, with a big fight at the end, we wrap up the whole story and leave like a couple of things to be, you know, explored later on. And I don't really think we got that. Yeah. This was definitely like an end of a season finale with plans to make a season two. And and clearly that's what it said at the end. This is like, this was like a uh, penultimate episode to what I assume Dr. Strange is going to be about. Like that's, that's kind of how I look at it is like, we're going to see, that big explosion, big like finale, but it's, it, it wasn't, it couldn't happen here. So I think this will be our first discussion. Yes. Well, and that's now we are We're we gone into episode six for all time, always. So we chatted a little bit right after. You know, we got to save the rest for the pod. <laughs> and you seem fairly certain that this is going to immediately affect the other movies. And in my mind... I don't think it's going to immediately affect it because everything happening in the TVA is happening during all periods of time. So like the TVA is in 1966 and it's also in 2055. So like I don't think it's just going to immediately like affect our just going to so happen to affect like our present day. Like I think it's going to take time for like those other timelines to then infiltrate our timeline like i don't think it's going to be an immediately just because of the branches see i think it's going to be retroactive 
I think like when those oh. when those multiverses exist, there is a past and a future to them. So like these things that theoretically may have happened in these other multiverses years ago, those will happen elsewhere and things are going to start to But I thought the whole multiverse fight war was that like people from that timeline were fighting people from this timeline. That is true. Not that their timeline was necessarily affecting. That is true. Yeah, Kang does say the the Kangs found each other and started fighting each other. And I think but, obviously that ended up affecting the timelines because they were in each other's, but like not that it I mean, I I don't know enough about it. Like retroactively makes sense, but I was just kind of thinking more like this could be a slow burn yeah. at first. I mean, it it could be. Like I like, I, yeah, I don't I don't really know. Like, I'm, I don't think Shang-Chi is going to have anything to do with this. And you were saying that that might not even I be timeline-wise. Yeah, because we don't, we don't know. We don't know you, when or where. You said, what was your theory? Um, yeah, I think it could be... I think there's, there's a bit of time where they could set this. It could be during the five years between Infinity War and Endgame, which I think would be... During the blip. Yeah, during the blip. Because I think that would be a fascinating timeline to have like something yeah we haven't had any but i will say the trailers don't look like that yeah it looks like um so maybe not or it's set immediately after endgame and none of this is like it's happening at the same time yeah and we don't even really like where we are in loki is happening in 2012 like that was where we last left off right but like i guess you're saying it doesn't matter what yeah i think it's just when when the multiverse starts to exist it has existed or something like that. But I really don't know. Yeah, this is going to be... I just think, like... I'm they just... really, like, wrote themselves into either a knot or into, like, forever I, amount I of... I think it might just be anything goes. I'm just, like, thinking about, like, where we are, like, release-wise for the for the things we have coming up. Um, no more shows. Well... No, there's a, there's a couple more. They just haven't announced the dates. We well, st- like, coming up, like, immediately. Um, yeah, I guess there's nothing until Shang-Chi. But we still have Hawkeye, Miss Marvel this year. So I don't Spider-Man. see... Spider-Man. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I don't see Shang-Chi, Miss Marvel, or Hawkeye having anything to do with this. Uh, Eternals? I could see Eternals having something to do yeah, with the multiverse. I could see that. Spider-Man too. is definitely going to have something to do with the multiverse. And I guess maybe like Doctor Strange will have something to do with it. Yeah. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. Time. Mm. I don't know. I'm uh, just kidding. Just mul- kidding. The multiverse of madness. Yeah. So I think by that point there will be a multiverse of some sort, maybe of madness. Or maybe it'll happen in Doctor Strange. Um but I mean and every- anything after that, who knows? Who knows? Or, like, it could still affect, like, certain things, but, like, it may not, like, change, like, every single thing. Yeah, yeah. I think it gives them a lot of leeway. I mean, Ralph Boner is now a variant <laughs> of Pietro Maximoff. What? You know, Evan Peters' character in WandaVision. Yeah. Let's say this guy's a variant of the real Pietro from another universe. Oh, boy. Yeah, they just want to bring now, Evan Now Peters he's back. back. Now he's back. Yeah. Um, it He's an really does at a different. Yeah. I mean, it's, they are playing with fire because I think they could, they could really step in it and get people real mixed up 
or it gives them opportunities for really cool stories um, that they wouldn't have had access to without multiple universes. All right. Well, I think we have fully gotten ahead of ourselves. Oh, for sure. Um, for sure. But so we're entering into the Citadel or is that what they call it? Yeah. Can I actually say something even before that? I suppose. Uh, the intro to this episode. Oh, yeah. Started. And we're like, what is going on? That was weird. So it's all like quotes from, first from other characters in the MCU, uh, set against a song that we hear at the end of Endgame. And we are seeing like images of the universe and whatnot. And I then guess that's we hear, all of Eliath. Like that's everything Eliath. Like, is that supposed to be because just, they're in? No, Eliath? I think it's, I just took it as like, they're seeing the sacred timeline because you mm. see it outside. Oh, okay. And we, we hear like, Malala Yousafzai's in there, and like other people, like historical figures speaking. I was gonna say, I thought I saw Maya Angelou, and I was yeah. like, no, I think I no, it was in that. there. It was in there. <laughs> and then uh, the one that I like, all of that was like, what is going on? And then they had visions. Uh, what is grief if not love persevering? And I was like, how long did they wait to like put that in there? Because you you reminded me that like they had not finished this. Like they submitted the finale. After, like, episode two of Loki had already come out. Yeah. So they were like, all right, what line from the recent show? And Falcon and the Winter Soldier didn't get didn't any lines in there, so. Yeah, they could have had Sam giving his monologue. Sam, like, they had a line from Sam in there. Yeah. But it wasn't from the, it was the show, yeah. Yeah, so I was just going to have, like, a really important note about the Citadel that it feels like some Harry Potter shit. It really does. First is the Time Lady cartoon. Miss that minutes. gives them a Voldemort-like offer. Like, I'm going to fulfill all your dreams, so take my word for it. And then there's, like, I thought it was, like, a chessboard. I felt like we were in the first movie or book of Harry Potter, and there's, like, the queen and, like, the king, and then there's, like, all these, like, debris from a previous chess game. That's all I'm saying. That's all I got to say about that. Strong. That was my most important note from this whole episode, I think. Yes. Creepy vibes from this castle. And... Sinister vibes from Miss Minutes. I think we could expect to see more of Miss Minutes will endure. Sure. <laughs> uh, he who remains or not. Um, yeah, I mean, we move right on ahead through the Citadel. Uh, well, they are switching between what, like two other okay. plot lines? Yeah, let's so just I guess, set it up. Um, yes, we cut from the Citadel back to the TVA where. Mobius is putting plans in motion to kind of expose everything. So I don't know if I'm jumping ahead, but we see Hunter B-15. Is this when we go to the school? Yeah. And, yeah, so she goes to... Well, I was going to say before that, so the first thing we see is Renslayer getting more information about what to research. And then, like, when we check in later, that's when Mobius confronts her. Yeah. And is like, I know where your pen's from. So she had asked Miss Minutes for, like, information on, like, the beginning and end of time or something, right? And then Miss Minutes came back and said here's something that's going to work better for you. Yeah. And then later she leaves and we don't see her again. So that's a thread that we'll pick up I next season. Just a quick prediction. That could be, um, what is it? Kang? Yeah. Kong? Kang. Kang, like putting one more iron in the fire in case Sylvie kills him. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. I think there's some, uh, Renslayer in the comics, I think has like some direct connection to Kang. Like, might be, like, Kang's wife or something. Um, 
I don't think that was the case here, but that might be something we see next season. Okay, so then that's kind of all the business. And, like, well, we can just quickly say, like, Mobius confronts her, and then... she They have a bit of a debate about free will, uh, and I think we see that Renslayer is having a bit of a crisis of, like, what have I spent my life here doing? Yeah. I'm going to go figure out things. And then they're, like, setting everyone in motion, yeah. basically. Like, yeah. letting them know what, what the deal is. I think we can thing. assume that by the end of this episode, well, in that timeline, that entire TVA knows that they're all variants, and it's probably going to, like, seize... Exi- well, it does. I mean, they're not doing their jobs. Well, like, that is who's... Like, there's no one to seize. Um, but, yeah. So then let's just get back to the main story. Yes. Uh the real moment of truth is when that elevator door opens and I was like, okay, uh, maybe you had <laughs> like an audible low, reaction. Low expectations were a good idea, but I was shocked. And I just was to shocked. be clear, Griffin refused to tell me who it was while we were watching. I did. So do with that what you will. But I thought they would they would explain it. It would be better heard from the they show than really me. They didn't really explain. I mean, they explained more it. or less. But I gave you a bit more background. They didn't even get a name. I, that is kind of weird. I guess because it's the the character Kang as we know him. This one is not really that character. Even though like all yeah, the variants like a Loki are. Thing. Yeah, yeah. But you know they didn't call Sylvie Loki the entire time. They had her just her changing choice. names. Yeah. And I guess it was Miss Minute's choice to call him the one who remains. So he's from the 31st century. So that's like the future, right? That is... Yeah, it's like 10 centuries. It's a thousand years ahead, right? From now. Yeah. So he is from very far in the future by our standards. But also very far from in the past in our standards. So I guess that's where things are getting messy because for him, like... The multiverse was not really unveiled until a thousand years from where it's happening now in the show. So things are being accelerated. Um, but and, again, that doesn't right. matter. I, yeah, I know. Time, yeah. time doesn't mean anything. Um, but so he basically gives, which uh, he is a delight in this episode. Yeah. His, his character is so funny. And I think that's what happens after you coop yourself up in a castle at the end of time for, like... Well, yeah, and, like... Infinite <laughs> time, you know? Normally we get that stuff from Loki, but he has to be kind of the straight man in this show a little bit. Yeah. Um, more than anything else. So that's been, that's been an interesting dynamic, and so he got to be kind of the... I mean, a little mischievous. Like, I think we're just on our heels with him, so he just seems mischievous, but yeah. he's, like, having a good time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, everyone's out of their depth in this episode. Um, and we're certainly not getting comic relief from Sylvie no. at any point. No, 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 no. Not here, not now. Um, Kang, or let's say the one who remains, gives us jerk. a big jerk, <laughs> a big exposition dump. Basically explaining... Yeah, a lot of exposition for a finale, just going to say that. Is, that is, I will give you that. I mean, I, it's all information I wanted, It was but delivered well, but, like, yeah, it was... Most of our time was spent learning about this guy. And, like, do we trust him? Yeah. So, yeah, we, we learn who he is, that he met variants of himself, and some of them were nice, and they had they made nice for a while, but then some not-so-nice ones popped up, 
and they started warring with each other. They also do this in Charmed, and they're evil. It's like the opposite mm. of the Charmed we know. And there's a mirror connecting the two parallel universes. Only two parallel universes? Well, yeah, they're like literally <laughs> opposites. Yeah. So. I, think I, I think I watched a couple of those episodes Spooky. with you. Um, yeah, so if we are to believe everything that he told us, uh, he, despite being like, I was one of the good ones, <laughs> crushed all of the other multiverse, or he crushed the multiverse and created one timeline that he deemed... Safe and acceptable. Unclear how he did that. He presumably has no powers. I mean, that's what what we are led to believe. Um, I thought when he was doing, like, that quick away thing that that was a power. Oh, thing. I mean, I think... (coughs) I think we are kind of led to believe that him working with these other versions of himself somehow created... Like, and I, I mean, he comes from a thousand years in the future. So like all the technology right. that he has, like we can just assume that it makes sense somehow for where he came from and crossing multiverses. Yes. But if there's like Thor's or Thanos's, like why I mean, did this, I mean, it's yeah, not that it, important. Yeah. But, but like, I mean, it is, it's a valid question and people are going to be asking. I, I don't know if Marvel will bother with any clarification, but. Um, yeah, so we, we get all this and basically at the end of it, uh, so he gives them, a an op, two options, mm-hmm. kill me. And if so, all of the other multiverses will start warring again or take over for me. But like, what would that look like if they were like, okay, fine. Is he going to like train them? Like, I feel like he still dies no matter what. Or he just goes off to a different part of the timeline? Probably. Like, he probably... Somehow, like, how are they supposed to keep things at bay? I guess he would, he would teach them how to do it, and then he would go back to his timeline or something. I think that would have been really fun to explore. Yes. Unfortunately. <laughs> and I would just like to say one thing. That I was right. And in the last episode, I said, I think that Sylvie's going to betray Loki. You were right. And you said, I, I really hope that's not true. <laughs> I didn't want to admit it, but it, it, was, it was frustrating and it was sad. But it, it was a classic Loki. It made total sense. Like, she had come all that way for hundreds of years, at least hell-bent on one thing. Grow up, Sylvie. That was, that was so funny. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> but also, like, I like that our Loki understood, like, this is way bigger than us. Yeah. Like, and for him, the ultimate narcissist, to understand that, I was just sad that she didn't have enough of an arc, I guess. He had that, he had that character growth, and she just, she didn't get that. Like, all that she really had was, like, she had this personal connection, but that, like, wasn't enough. Like, she didn't have the perspective. And we don't even get to know what her stupid Nexus event was. Like, if we're going to make her make a bad choice, I at least want to know, like, what the catalyst was for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, season two material. I guess. I mean, I think that is what season two is mostly going to... How much do you think Sylvie's going to be in the second season? I think it's going to be about Sylvie. I think it's going to be Loki trying to track Sylvie down across the multiverse. Just as a 
off the top. People yeah. love her. They know people oh, love yeah. her. So they're going to, I think they're going to, if they weren't planning on it, <laughs> they will adjust yeah. accordingly. Because So she betrays him, kicks him out, we think, into the regular TBA. But it's either what you're saying, which is like it retroactively changed, or what I was starting to say, I think off pod, was that I think it could be like a different parallel, a different universe's TBA. Yeah, yeah. Because didn't it say like TL something? Like, did it say TBA? I, I saw that in the back, but I wasn't sure if that was like, like their a, a label or something. Or, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I did, I did notice that. Um, and so Mobius and B, B15. B15 don't know who he, he is. It's nice to see Mobius again, but it was... That was a that was an interesting twist. When he was like, "Who are you?" I was like, "Oh no!" And then, of course, the the reveal of the Kang statue was yeah, was great. Um, yeah. So Kang says, you know, Sylvie has killed him, and he he has a great line too when he dies. He's like, "I'll see you soon." Wink, which yeah. is like in character with how he's acting this whole episode, and also like incredibly foreboding. If yeah. we were to believe, like, what he says about his other variants. And then, like, she kind of is, like, devastated after, but I honestly can't tell if she's devastated because she knows what she's done or, like, she has no more purpose. She has no glorious purpose. I think a bit of both. Like, I don't know if she really even at that point believes that what he said. Yeah, I think, I think maybe. Or her, if she still stands by what she did. I think her mental process was probably, like, Loki and him might be right, but, like, I can't not do it. Like, I literally just can't not do this. And so, yeah, she has to reckon with, like, okay, like you said, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself, and also, like, what have I done? And we don't really know. We really don't know. And she doesn't even know where she sent Loki to. No. I mean, can you, how do you, how do you get across the multiverse? Like, does the tempad work like that? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's that's my whole thing. I, I don't know. You got a partner with a Doctor Strange. Yep, guess so. I mean, and then we get just a, not even a post-credit scene, but we did get the season two confirmation. Yeah, I would have liked a post-credit scene. At it, least know what we're headed towards. I know, it needs one. I mean... If the timeline of not not the MCU timeline, but the release timeline is to be believed, we're not going to see Kang again for another two years until Ant Man three comes out. So I think I think they're going to be doing stuff with him uh, and all this business in the background of other movies. It could be like uh, Thanos popping up in post credit scenes of like yeah. Avengers and Avengers two. You know. Um. Yeah, I. I was saying to Griffin that I kind of found this episode disappointing as a season finale. Um, I liked all the parts we got, and I like this is information we've been wanting, but I kind of thought that we were going to get a little bit more happening for like the last episode. Like, we didn't even get a, a real fight between Mobius and Renslayer. Like, or, like, I don't know, or even just more stuff like at the Citadel. Like, it was just like we're going to sit down and listen to this guy talk for 15 minutes. So what would you, because like I came, I think we just came into the episode with different expectations. Um, like I was hoping for something like this. I was like, I want a big setup because that's what I didn't get with the other shows. Uh, and I was kind of 
guessing about a second season. So I was like, there's going to be some loose threads. If, I also didn't know who this person was. So like, I was like, okay. Right, it doesn't mean anything to you, which makes sense. If this had been the second to last episode, what would you have wanted in a, in a real series finale? I guess probably returning back to the TVA and dealing with the fallout yeah. at the TVA. I would have liked a bit more of that too. Like I want, and maybe deal with Renslayer in in episode six. Mm. Yeah, that would have been good. Just like tie up, tie up all that stuff. And it's not like you. Have and to, she like, still could have gotten it. away right. or whatever, but or maybe she had showed up to the Citadel and there was some sort of altercation. Like I don't need there to a- be a fight scene for it to be like exciting, but like I wasn't getting like excited or like oh my gosh, what's gonna happen. I mean, obviously, the very end, I was like, okay, what's going to happen? But, like, five minutes out of the whole last episode, like, I don't know. That's just not I get you. a typical season finale. For sure. Yeah. Um, I did think Renslayer was going to the Citadel, uh, and I was kind of surprised when she never showed up. There's that moment when Kang is, like, looking around, and there's, like, a rumbling noise, and I thought that was, like, her, like, arriving to, like, confront him or, like, do another reveal or something, but... Um, yeah, or even like some of the Lokis showing up. I don't know. Like, yeah, I think I I really liked this, but I agree with you. Like, as like a finale, it could have used a bit more oomph. But as like solely as like a setup for like the next big thing, it did its job really well. But it definitely totally different vibe from the finales of the other two shows so far. Uh, so let's discuss our. Favorite scenes from episodes five and six. Should we do them separately or together? It's a hard choice. I mean, if I had to pick one overall, I know what I would pick. Is it classic Loki building Asgard? Yes. That's what I would pick too. Obviously. It was incredible. Iconic moment. Iconic moment. And then I guess in episode six, it's like them finally kissing, even though that's like right when she betrays him. But I was like, we have also been waiting for this. Right. Yeah. Good picks. It's... Yeah, I mean, even after all that madness, yeah, I'm still just thinking about classic Loki doing his thing, just laughing to his death. I mean, I feel like your thing would be, like, the elevator opening. I think so. Um, Because that was just, like, I just didn't believe that that would happen. So that was was big. And I was like, okay, this is going to be, like, another Loki, because some people thought it would be, uh, like, the same guy that played classic Loki as like King Loki having oversaw all this. But yeah, that was big. Cause I was like, okay, like they're, they're committing to like doing something big now. So yeah, that got me, that got me going. I mean, I'm kind of glad that it wasn't another Loki. Like, uh, well, obviously this is more interesting, but even if it was just like all in one episode, like we've done a lot of Loki v right. Loki. I just like, I, I think it would have made sense and they would have made it make sense. But I don't think it would have been that satisfying. I think it would have been like, oh, it's another Loki. Like, we don't want to see Loki, like, kill another Loki, you know? Right. That's not what we're here for. <laughs> Sylvie. I am here to see a crocodile Loki bite another Alligator. Loki's hand off. going to take me Unless a minute to unlearn that one. Wrong. No, you're probably right. All right. Well, this is going to be uh, the last... Marvel for... Current Marvel 
content for us in a while. But yeah, we'll, we'll, well take we a break overall. We just did a triple, triple Marvel week. Yeah. So. Well, for you Marvel fans, we will catch up on our other franchises in the meantime. Um, or, but were we at Avengers when we come back? Yeah, we are. We'll be at Avengers when we come back. And then uh, we have like all these, these back-to-back shows and movies coming this fall. So we'll have our work cut out for yeah, us. Yeah, but we'll sprinkle in some other stuff. Maybe, um, maybe some classics. Oh, yeah. We've got a lot on our plate. Yeah. No doubt. Maybe some Shark Boy and Lava Girl. I don't know. It's We're coming. It's coming. <laughs> well, if anybody has any ideas about what the the ending of Loki means for the MCU, what you think is going to come ahead, uh, please let us know. Hit us up on our social media. Drop us a five-star review if you've enjoyed our breakdown and chats. And until next time, we, we are... are- Out Out of of the the multiverse. multiverse.